0: Have you ever wanted to get to the core of politics, like really dive deep and discover who's at the core of change? Well, you're in the right place. You're inside the room with Brandon McGee, where we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. And today, today at nine, we're going to talk about the importance of your vote, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And of course, we have to unpack the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. So as always, keep it locked right here on FUBU Radio. And of course, you've got to tap into the movement. I'll see you shortly. What's going on, y'all? And welcome back uh, to another episode of Inside the Room with Brandon McGee, where we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. Again, happy Sunday, y'all. Happy Sunday. As I've said before, I know many of you are either getting ready for church, uh, going to church, getting ready for breakfast or brunch. Some of y'all, y'all, you know, I don't know, this pandemic got y'all thinking y'all can just brunch every Sunday. Find yourself in the house of the Lord. All right, no, I'm joking. No, but I'm serious. But anyway, glad that you're back. Glad that you took the time to come back inside the room or at least share it with uh, your cousin, your aunt, whomever. Make sure they tap into the movement and download the official FUBU Radio app to hear some of all the shows we have on FUBU Radio. But obviously I want you locked in to Inside the Room with myself, Brandy McGee. Um, So again, special thanks to my mentor, uh, my friend, my big brother, uh, June Archer for stopping by last week uh, to share his story of success, failure and more success. Um, if you don't know June, uh, he is the founder of many things, former member of room service, uh, creator of all types of reality shows, producer, etc. music exec, and um, but he's also the founder of the 100 men and women of color awards gala uh, and and those are two separate galas, by the way, um, and creator of the hot chocolate soul and the June Archer um, arts foundation music art music and arts foundation, just to name a few of his brainchilds, and lastly. And it's not new, but I'm so glad that he's been able to brand this, this expertise that he offers freely most times, but I'm glad that he's repackaged. um, And he is now in the business of providing uh, tips, uh, executive coaching for those of you who are interested in learning how to maximize your network. He calls it the definitive art of networking. And so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about June Archer, the man himself, uh, and also some of his his, uh, programs and uh, organizations that he's created, please go to his website, IamJuneArcher.com, for more information. And again, thank you, June. Thank you, June. Thank you so much uh, for coming by. And we will invite you back uh, inside the room. Um, and hopefully you can kind of lean in a little bit on the culture side and talk about the many artists and actresses and actors uh, that you have been able to interview on your very own uh, podcast, Motivate You with June Archer. So again, if you want to learn more about June and just really support um, a brother in the business doing amazing things, go to his website, IamJuneArcher.com. Uh, for more information. Now, y'all know, it's Black history, and we say Black history, uh, hashtag 365 days of the year, Uh, but just in the spirit of sharing information uh, and celebrating Black heroes on those shoulders, uh, or whose shoulders we stand, excuse me, um, today in Black history, Inside the Room celebrates the life and legacy of John R. Lewis. Y'all remember John Robert Lewis. He was the young man that took it upon himself against all recommendations and advice to go to Selma, Alabama, to march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. It's John Robert Lewis, who was an African-American politician and civil rights activist who served in the United States of House of Representatives for Georgia's fifth congressional district from 1987 until his death in 2020. Uh, he was the chairman of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee from 1963 to 1966. One person, you know, I've had a conversation with who still remains in the great state of Alabama, the great city of Montgomery, uh, and they they knew John Lewis personally. Um, and y'all know John Lewis was born and raised in Troy, Alabama. So shout out to Misha a kid white and your mom uh, there in Windsor, Connecticut, who is the family of Representative John Lewis. Um, I I had a chance to go down to Troy, Alabama, but nonetheless, this person said there was no cynicism uh, in John Lewis. Um, There was no hint of, of despair, even in the darkest moments. Instead, they said he showed up relentlessly with commitment and determination, but also love and joy and unwavering dedication to the principles of nonviolence. He spoke up and he sat in and he stood on the front lines and risked it all. This country, our country, this person says, every single person in this country owes a debt of gratitude to John Lewis that we can only begin to repay by following the demand that we do more as citizens. That we, what he would say, get in the way or get into some good trouble. That we speak out when we see injustice and that we keep our eyes on the prize. Yeah, that was Representative John Robert Lewis. On today, we salute you and recognize we stand on your shoulders. Y'all keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. We're coming right back inside the room with your boy, Brandon McGee, as we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. What's going on, y'all? Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to Inside the Room with Brandon McGee, where we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. And if you were uh, with us just a short while ago before we took a break, you know I was a little heated. I mean, I was going in very passionately uh, on the importance of understanding what's at stake with respect to voting laws, suppressive, excuse me, voting laws being enacted or proposed in many of our legislatures across the state. And before we went on break, I talked a little bit about 19 states passing 34 laws restricting access to voting. Um, To break it down even more, that's 440 bills with provisions that restrict access uh, have been in, introduced in 49 states in, in the 2021 uh, legislative sessions. Um, those numbers, you know, are extraordinary in a sense. State legislatures enacted far more restricted um, laws in 2021 than in any year um, since uh, perhaps even like 2021, I mean, I'm sorry, 2011, excuse me. Um, And again, this information is being taken directly from uh, the Brennan Center. Uh, So feel free to go to the Brennan, uh, that's B-R-E-N-N-A-N center.org if you want to um, find out additional information on the importance of of voting in these restrictive laws. Um, But a couple other things before I segue. Um, There, there was also two bills that would essentially uh, head off many of the assaults of free and fair elections have passed the House of Representatives and are awaiting uh, Senate votes. Um, Again, a lot of what happened in 2021 on the federal level in Congress is trickling over uh, here in many of our legislatures across states across the country. Uh, And so there is um, the Freedom to Vote Act, uh, which is um, a broad package of like voting, redistricting, uh, election security and campaign finance reforms that would ensure minimum national standards for voting access for um, every American. It would also prevent um, partisans uh, from sabotaging basically people of a certain party, whether they're Republican or Democrat, uh, from sabotaging uh, election results. Um, I don't have to have a long conversation on election results. Y'all know, y'all previous president, uh, what's his name, Donald Trump, uh, still to this day proclaims, okay, almost with venom, that. The election was stolen. But anyway, the Freedom to Vote Act would provide um, some uh, reforms uh, that would hold a minimum national standard for access, uh, voting access for every American. And then, you know, at the outset of this um, particular segment, we talked a little bit about the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act uh, that would. Basically, and this is this is where you get, as, as my uncle would say, the meat and potatoes of it, um, this John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act would prevent discriminatory practices uh, and rules in voting from being implemented in states and localities where discrimination uh, is persistent and pervasive, uh, protecting access to uh, the vote for all eligible voters, regardless of race, color, membership, uh, and language minority groups. Uh, And it would restore voters' ability to challenge the discriminatory laws uh, nationwide. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we got a lot of work to do with that. Uh, But looking looking ahead, right, we're in 2022, what do we have to uh, look forward to? You know, we got to look forward to states where legislators have already pre-filled restrictive voting bills for the 2022 legislative section, uh, session, um, states where legislatures or partisan actors are working to circumvent governor's vetoes. That's a lot of, uh, I hate to sound like I dislike um, certain size of the aisle. I don't. Um, But I think it's important to call out whoever it is within any party that's trying to veto bills that would create access to the right to vote. Um, We need to get rid of them. So uh, I could probably talk on and on on the importance of of voting and really get into the details of it. But I just kind of want to end off with make sure y'all do y'all homework. You know, even when it seems like this is just too much. I don't know what y'all talking about. Um, I, I, I just feel like I can't add to the conversation. You can. You can. First things first, let's start with the basics. Just make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you're registered to vote. You can visit your church. You can go to uh, your Department of Motor Vehicle. You can go to the, your Secretary of State uh, office your registrar of voters office in your municipality, pick up a voter registration card or AAA uh, will allow you to, and again, at your church, register to vote. And if you've moved anytime within the year or so, you might wanna update your address so that when you do go vote, you're not being turned away because they're saying you no longer live at a particular address. And I think last but not least on this note, I think, you know, as a as a former legislator, um, I understand the power of the vote, and I also understand the importance of having access to a vote. And we've got to support early voting. Uh, special shout out to my secretary of the great state of Connecticut uh, of the state. Um, is Denise Merrill, who has fought many, many years uh, to create access uh, of of voting. Uh, So thank you so much, uh, Madam Secretary of State, uh, and we will continue to support you in your endeavor to pass some legislation that will basically put in place early voting. Uh, So y'all make sure y'all go register to vote. We're going to take one more break before we come back and close out. I do want to talk a little bit about um, this Russia situation and why conflict in Ukraine and what is president Putin's sort of end game and all of this. Is he actually benefiting from it? Uh, If some of y'all have been following social media, he has been off the chain, especially after the sanctions that the U S president Biden has placed on him. Uh, But there are some things I want you to know. So Don't go anywhere. Please keep it tuned in to Inside the Room where we discuss politics, leadership, and culture, and be sure to share with your family and friends. Y'all don't go nowhere. All right, see you in a minute. What's going on, what's going on? And welcome back to Inside the Room with Brandon McGee where we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. And if you've been with us for the past 45 minutes or so, uh, boy, can I tell you, we have been talking about the importance of voting. We gave special recognition and appreciation to the great and late John Robert Lewis, Roberts Lewis, excuse me. And um, I sort of unpacked sort of uh, the importance of voice uh, and the importance of voting. And I told you I wanted to talk a little bit um, about why there's conflict in Ukraine and what is President Putin's uh, endgame. Like, are we going to war? Are we going to, you know, not we, not me, but is Russia under his leadership going to, you know, follow the lead of the sanctions that have been placed on him? Like, what is it that we need to know about this Ukraine um, and Russia situation. So some of the key points, okay? And I'm not gonna spend too much time on this uh, because y'all need to go and I need to go and you know we need to get on with our Sunday. But Russia president, Val, Vladimir uh, Putin has launched an unprecedented attack on Ukraine. Uh, Again, these are key key points y'all. The move comes after Putin uh, ordered troops into two pro-Russia breakaway regions in the Eastern Ukraine um, uh, last week on Monday. Political analysts have been predicting for some time now that Russia uh, could essentially uh, invade Ukraine uh, for, for a while. Uh, so there's been conflict in Donbas between uh, separatists uh, backed by Russia uh, and Ukrainian troops uh, is, I don't think that's anything new. So, I mean, there's nothing that we really need to uh, learn or unpack there, but there have been multiple reports on all uh, news media overnight, you know, reports of overnight explosions, bombings, and Russia, uh, Russian military ve- vehicles entering Ukraine from various parts of the border, with Russia um, with a growing number of casualties being counted uh, on both sides. Uh, so it's getting real ugly over there, y'all. And it will have an impact, I believe, on our economy. If y'all paid attention uh, to the numbers on Wall Street, stock market, all that stuff, there's some very interesting things happening uh, uh, because of this announcement of a potential war. Um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, um, I, th- I think, you know, one might ask, like, why Ukraine? Why all of a sudden Ukraine? Um, I think heightened uh, fears of military conflict between Russia and Ukraine, uh, they have been present for probably close to eight decades, 80 years. Um, uh, So for some time now in Eastern Europe, uh, Ukraine uh, has been the location of a proxy war between the two countries. Okay. Uh, Soon after Russia, um, annexation of Crimea of from Ukraine. And I want to say it was 2014, y'all, but don't quote me on it, please don't. No. Uh, but I believe it was 2014, a pro-Russian uh, proclaimed um, two republics uh, in the Eastern part of the country. Uh, that's the uh, dunestic D- 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 People's Republic and the uh Republic. L- Lunacy- People Republic. I am chopping everything up, and I always laugh at people who can't pronounce. And here I am uh, trying to pronounce these republics. Much the less, uh, much to the Ukrainian government's um, surprise, um, that that sort of resulted in uh, Russia annexation um, there in 2014. Now, what does Russia uh, have to do with this or what have they done? Uh, Russia has often denied it has backed many of the separatists uh, in eastern Ukraine, but has been accused of supplying military hardware uh, to rebels uh, in a bid to undermine Ukraine's government uh, sovereignty and political stability. There's a lot to unpack there. Russia got a lot going on. Um, and, you know, for me, I always want to know, what does the leader have to do with any of this? Um, what does President Putin and I'm, I'm kind of jumping around uh, there, there are so many other details, I just don't have enough time to unpack. Uh, but you can always uh, just type in Russia, Ukraine, and a ton will come up. But I really, really want to know, like, what does Putin want? What does he want out of all of this? You know, and the question remains, are we in for an all-out war in mind? You know, and I think close watchers of Putin have long believed uh, that Russia, um, basically they prepared for more sanctions, and that Moscow uh, has a bigger plan in mind when it comes to Ukraine, uh, a hypothesis I think, <laughs> apparently being proven uh, by by the latest events that's that's taking place um, in in Ukraine. Um, so, I am not anybody's foreign sort of policy wonk here um, but I do know that there is something very serious seriously happening um, in Ukraine in Russia rather uh, and we've got to keep our eyes open we've got to keep our eyes open um, keep your eyes open folks and pay attention to what's happening globally because it really will impact us right here on the mainland um, so man it it's crazy. It an hour flies by when you are inside the room and we're talking and and really just having these great conversations on important uh, policy trends, etc. Um, so as always, I am just so delighted that and you'll constantly hear me say this, just so appreciative of y'all's support and sending and sharing. The Fubu app with others and telling them to tune in, um, you know, to inside the room. One thing I enjoy most about this whole movement here at Fubu is that you're gonna get some good music. And because I am, I'm a church kid, okay? I've got to figure out how to incorporate some gospel music on this station, especially given that I'm on Sundays at nine in the morning. Uh, So I got to give you a little dose of inspiration in addition to politics, leadership and culture. So, as always, I love you. Uh, Please, uh, as Jesse Jackson will say, keep hope alive and be sure to do something for yourself. I want y'all to also wish me a happy birthday. My birthday is on March 1st on Tuesday of this week. Uh, So I will be celebrating, Um, but until next time, peace.